Shut up and sit down. You just gotta keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. Yep, you are listening to the Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von During. Nothing more and nothing less. Tip of the day, a fall into a ditch makes you wiser. I guess these guys must not have gotten a memo on this one. Now, enjoy the show, or at least pretend to do so. You got this. Well, uh, <coughs> oh, that's a hell of a weird sound. I never made that before. Hi, and welcome to the Dial Podcast. I'm Jake Von Deering, and today I'm here with the birthday boy, Lance Epler. Lance Romance in the studio. Happy yeah. birthday, man. Thank happy, you. Happy, Thank you. Happy birthday, Lance. You, you happy look birthday. older. Yeah, you I look. Am. I feel older. <laughs> <laughs> one year older. One year yeah. older. Yeah. It's the big four nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. One, one year closer to that 50-year age group. That's I want in that 50-year age absolutely. group. Yeah, that's a good thing about aging up those major milestones. You're like, yeah. Yeah, age new group. age group. Age group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's just a scaredy pants. He knows I'm coming back strong next <laughs> season. He's right. going to run I away want, from me into the go. 50s. I want out of that <laughs> yeah. 40 to 49 age group. I don't need to be with Jake. <laughs> All right. And to his right, Mr. Evan Price. I would I would ask what everybody else is drinking, but I really only care what Lance is drinking today. What are you drinking, Lance? I've got Kirkling sparkling water, lemon Ooh. flavor, caffeine oh. free. Sponsor. Hmm. Yes. Sponsor. <laughs> Birthday sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> what you sipping, Evan? Uh, same but different. The lime one. Oh, <laughs> same, person. same but different. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And of course, Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? You guys look marvelous out there. Thank you. Yep. Yep. You do. You do. It's funny because it's true. Yeah. We are here with podcast number sixty-two. Wow. Sixty-two. Isn't just a random number, but that just sounds like a lot to me. Is that a lot? It's a lot. It's a lot of time to spend with. You guys, I haven't regretted any of it. How many hours that equates to if you went back and added up all of the podcasts? We're doing like 90 minutes each. That's Well, geez, last week was two hours. Yeah, that's true. And then we stood around and talked for another hour and a half afterwards. I mean, we're right around 100 hours. I wonder I was running behind in all my work last week. I'm like, God, I can't get caught up. Uh, Let's backpedal. Um, I'm going to save Lance for last because he's going to require the most time. So Big surprise. (laughs) We'll kick this thing off with Evan. Evan, backpedal with us. So this last weekend was Ironman Texas. Now, I was not there, but my mother was racing it with a bunch of her friends. Oh, cool. And this is like what my mom does for fun with her friends. It's like they go to these races that end up being terrible conditions, and they just all like are wrecked at the end of these races. And then they all just go home. They're like, why did we do that? We shouldn't do these again. And then they plan for another one (laughs) in like a week. Give her like... She on the phone told me, she's like, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm going to do another one. I'm giving it over under seven days before she's basically already signed up for her next one. (laughs) But yeah, she went 13 and a half on a day when people were were having serious stomach issues with the humidity. 
it was it was really it was warm, like their humid. first super humid day in oh, Texas. So yeah. even the Texans apparently, run. yeah. So even the Texans were saying yep. they hadn't gotten a lot of humidity or heat in the last. I mean, really, when I was in Galveston, it was not warm at that point comparatively to what it yeah. you know usually is. Like, it was humid for us, but not for them. And this day, I think the heat index got into the mid nineties. Wow. And I mean, that's, I remember that happening in oh. Alabama, same thing where it would get Bama. really hot. Oh it was God. always around, um, state meet for, um, track field or, or like maybe like sectionals or regionals or something like that. And yeah. I like, it's like May for you guys yeah, then. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's basically like beginning of May. And then I would just throw up, like I would get so, cause it would just, it hits you so hard and you're not used to it and you're running as hard as you can. Yeah. So you just, you just get sick. Yeah. Uh, I didn't make it to state. I, I like, all I had to do is, you know, finish basically. Um, and I don't remember what, I think it was the mile or something like that and couldn't do it. And I just had to throw, like I threw up, stepped off the track, got back on, tried to keep going, threw up again. And <laughs> my, my coach was like, you give it, a third te- shot. <laughs> technically you're, once you step off the track, you're done. And he, was, he was like, but you know, you're just going to let you finish the race and tell like, you later. Yeah. He was like, but you aren't going to finish anyway. He was like, oh, and then it was like the two mile after that. And it was just like, I was just like, just chill out and just like do, do what you have to do. Like, don't try to like set a record right just like yeah. just finish just finish, finish the top whatever three or whatever you need to do to get to go to the next yeah. meet i think it was state for that so what a pain i just i just like running without humidity so much <sighs> that i think it's just a mental thing it's like once you're in humidity you're just like oh god this needs to on the bike yeah. it's always fine you got that nice little natural air conditioning yeah. and moving or and, you yeah. could just give up running that's true i could just do that <laughs> i think i think you get used to it and then Riding's i think when the weather fun. when the weather breaks if you, it's kind of yeah. like coming down from altitude in it little, is like, yeah in this weird way it feels super like awesome you just feel cool. awesome yeah but yeah rode um with the group on saturday too which was just a fun ride that was we we like started and it was i thought like all week it was like jake wasn't saturday supposed to be like good weather like all yeah. week basically no was it not was no, i looking I, at sunday i, I was always looking at sunday so, all week yeah sunday was geared up to be a great day saturday yeah. all week long had been calling for rain first thing in the morning was it like seven okay. eight nine o'clock and it was supposed to clear up and i'm like mm-hmm. all right, we got to get started somewhat early if we start with a little bit of rain it won't kill us and then it was the day before yeah. they took it off the forecast it was just going to be cloudy that's what i was looking at then yeah. and then fast forward to yeah. saturday morning and we started off was, with yeah <laughs> i mean it, it it was what like an hour in and it would stop raining at least Oh, Maybe was, even less. No, it, was it was like, like 30 fif- minutes. 15 minutes. Yeah. It okay. was yeah. it was stopped raining by the time we got to the boat launch where we have our quick little potty no, break. Right. It did, yeah. <laughs> and it did that's only 15 that minutes away. So. It seemed yeah. like it poured, like, but it might have been right before you guys started, but it was like, it looked like it was like hailing. Yeah. It was coming down hard. Yeah, I mean, we, we got wet, but then dried out quick, yeah. which was yeah. nice. Yeah. And then I got rained on at the end again, but that's okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right. Yeah, but outside of that, it was a normal week last week. Pretty normal. Good. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. Matt, would you like to um, sure. backpedal for us? Yeah, I didn't have a great week. I wanted to hit, you know, more volume than I hit. Um, but I had I went on a couple cool rides with you, Jake. And yeah. uh, they were super nice. Um they were basically like carbon copies of each other. We did like a flat ride on was it third was it Wednesday and Thursday? No, it was when, Thursday and Friday. It was probably. Thursday and Friday, yeah, correct. Because Wednesdays are tough for us. But yeah, so you know, they were both like flat one hour chill rides for the most part. And then the next day it was like, same thing. It was like, this is cool. You know, they were sunny, beautiful days. So nice. it was great. Yeah. Um, and then this morning, well, this weekend I should pass over cause it was just, you know, hanging with kids and that was great. Just didn't get as much volume in as I wanted to, as far as training goes. But this morning I got in the open water in the lake. Oh yeah. With Mr. Evan Price. Nice. Yeah. 
and it was quite it was cold. not warm uh <laughs> 60 like right at 60 degrees so we got water, a, water we got a, yeah we got in a solid amount of time for how cold yeah, it was though yeah. which was good we got in i don't know just under 3k yeah so, under yeah. 3k but it mm-hmm. was it was um it was good i can tell like so i've been uh, you know to be nice to evan uh yeah. I've been beating beating him up in the pool. He has been beating the pants. So <laughs> we'll do we'll do workouts together, and I'll be feeling good. And then we'll always do this last set on Mondays, where Matt's always like, "Oh, hey, let's do like four by two hundred. Yeah. And every it, I like this mental block with a four by two hundred set now because Matt has just destroyed me on this yeah. set. So I can't even buy myself do four by two hundred anymore without feeling like I'm getting dropped. But <laughs> fast forward to today, open water, and I'm like, okay, well, I, sh- I if I can swim with Evan, that'll be awesome can't do it cannot do it like the guy is fast he's fast in the open water that's the only place i'm fast with swimming and fast is very relative there that's like the only place that i'm okay at swimming is open water i do realize that but it was cool we got in the open water first time of the season and Mm -hmm. it's pretty early still we're still april so you know usually kind of early may like right around this time is about as early as i ever get in the water so yeah we're both swimming well for just now jumping into the open water yeah. so and i'm hoping that yeah, the open water comes around we'll see yeah. so these, these four by 200s is he like yeah. hey let's race this or is it well, just like we're it wouldn't do matter them? he's gonna toast yeah. me no matter what yeah. like it's i've been yeah. beating you up on this yeah just like kind of into the workout here's our last set kind of thing yeah and you know i've got like a mental block on that set like i have to hard. that's that's gonna have to be like the set for me i have yeah. to stay with matt at some point well, on i know that at set. one point in time this week this coming mm-hmm. week, I will be out riding with Matt. I'll get him back for you. Hey, okay, Matt, good. we're at the end of this ride. Four Let's by go 200. do some, yes. some interval sets, buddy. <laughs> 200. We can do four by 200. There you go. Give him four by two me. minutes and four just by hammer him. You can only yeah. beat me by so much in a bike. Yeah. 200 oh. meter sprints. <laughs> 200 meters. <laughs> All right. Um, Lance, you had a weekend. I had a weekend. I think Lance wins the weekend battle here. Backpedal it for us, bud. So it kind of a, a big week for me. I actually, the beginning of the week, I had to drive to, to Pullman to help my daughter out. Oh. So I actually stopped and rode in the Dalles and Hood River and then uh. did some riding in, um, in Lewiston, Idaho, and in, in Pullman when I was out there as well. I'm so. always curious. I'm like, I think he's in... I think he's in Hood River. I can't tell. I, like, half the I don't time. know where. Yeah. So <laughs> I send you texts like, "Can you ride?" And right. I'm like, "But I think he's no. in Hood River." Yeah. To to clarify, I do not have a job. <laughs> so Living the dream, my friend. I, am, I I call myself unemployed. I am unemployed at the moment. We have questions on the uh, podcast from listeners. Who is this Lance guy? How come he never works? How come he gets to go all these cool places? It's it's because I've paid some dues, can, and right now I am unemployed slash retired. So. Can we can we just pretend like it's because our podcast is making a lot of money? <laughs> <laughs> We're being fully supported by the podcast. No. <laughs> this podcast brought to you by Kirkland Sparkling Water. Exactly. <laughs> We're just hoping that that would be a killer sponsor. Actually, I'm sure they make great money. <laughs> so, but the the big thing that this weekend I did the uh, the first gravel stage race that ha- mm-hmm. uh, was held in the U.S. this year. Um, wow. First one in the U.S., huh? First one in the U.S. He really? was claiming that it was the first one ever, but Rebecca's Private Idaho had a stage race okay. last year. You did that one, didn't I you? I did it, yeah, yeah, as well. So this one was based out of Bend, Oregon. It was called the Cascade Gravel Grinder. It consisted of three stages. The first day was a five-mile gravel time trial. Nice. What and, kind of TT bars did you use? Um, <laughs> no, no, no arrow equipment was allowed what? whatsoever. Yeah, so you, you had, had to. Leave to the arrow what did you do with your? What did you, you do with your pointy helmet? Did yeah. you just like? <laughs> I did wear an arrowish helmet, but okay. I didn't wear an arrow helmet. Okay. 
Um, and it was only five miles, so it was like a 15-minute max effort. We had, I want to say there were like, there was like 50 people in the master's division mm-hmm. that was doing the three-day stage race. Wow. And we had, group. we had four teammates there. There were four of us out there wow. that went and did this. All masters, all competing in the same division. It was so great to have teammates there that we could warm up together and yep. ride together and hang out afterwards together and go to dinner together and mm-hmm. yeah. fix each other's stuff and share things with. It was so nice to have teammates there. So we were there with Andy Levine and Whitney Phillips yep. and John Hatfield. So. It so was super awesome. fun. So you hammered that five miles. I did. I, um, you know, is it just max like yep. all you can yeah. go? What yeah. was the the five miles? What was it like? Um, Uphill. They said it, it was. It, you started with the descent, and then there was about four hundred feet of climbing, and then it finished with the gradual descent. And he said, "Yeah, you know, thirty-two mil tires should be fine with that." And no, it was Whoa. way rough. The road was rough. People. People broke rims. What? People flatted. People crashed because the road was a lot rougher than anticipated. Did did you preview it? So, kind of silly. Of course, I get to Bend fairly early, and yeah, I got on my bike and went and pre-rode the whole course, and then rode back into town, and then got on my mountain bike and went and rode on some Phil's Trail because I'm Bend. It was beautiful. I wanted to ride. Anyway, so yeah, I pre-rode it, so I knew kind of what to expect. And I might have used up a little bit of gas in that pre-ride, probably <laughs> for the stage, but I wasn't too concerned about it. I ended up thirteenth, mm-hmm. um, and they only gave points to the top ten, uh, which proved to be eventful later on in the week mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. me. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I went super hard. It was like fifteen minutes max effort. You I f- know, I feel like that's mm-hmm. not really your favorite thing nope. no yeah i would not say that's your wheelhouse it's it's not yeah. really is five minutes would like you could crush five, five. minutes would be great in an yeah. hour it'd be great but yeah. not 15, 15 minutes yeah mm-hmm. yeah because i averaged like 400 watts or something Jeez. for that still good that's it's still pretty crazy. darn strong yeah and it was crazy. yeah and i if the more technical the descent the better i do yeah because i mm-hmm. i can gain ground on the technical descents but anyway but the team did well. Um, the next day was a 70-mile gravel stage, 100% on gravel, mm-hmm. um, with about 4,000 feet of climbing. And there were um, extremely difficult, ruddy sand patches and sand sections and difficult washboardy downhills. It was a very difficult stage. I bet you did well on that. Um, I ended up seventh okay. oh, out oh. of the 45 oh, wow. or 50 that were in the stage race. So I, I did I did well. Um, John Hatfield actually beat me by about, I think it was like 40 seconds. He just barely beat wow. me. There was a lot of climbing. and He was really strong at Yamhill as well. He's, yeah. He's, he's good mm-hmm. out there. He's good, yeah. And, and it, one of the other guys that we were riding with, there were lots of crashes in that one too because the terrain was difficult. And you know, it, you know, it was a four-hour day. I was out there for four hours and twenty minutes or something. You know, going full out. That's rough. Yeah. And so, but you know, happy that I finished like seventh in that stage. Did you bring great. like nutrition? 
Yeah, so uh, a couple of bottles, and I had goose and okay. and um, and whatnot. I I did not stop at aid stations. Right. The very mm-hmm. last aid station, with about twenty miles to go, I stopped and down to Coke. Oh yeah. Okay. And um, there you go. And then did that Coke save your it, life? It, and then <laughs> blast it on. Yeah. Uh, would you have uh-huh. beat John if you hadn't stopped? Um. No, because he wouldn't have gotten the Coke then. Possibly. <laughs> I think you would have beat him. Possibly. Yep. Did John stop mm-hmm. for a Coke? John. I think he filled a water bottle, I, I, or he may not have. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like, there was like a 15 mile descent to finish that, which was just really hairball, and I gained like two and a half minutes on John in, in that last <laughs> like descent. Clear conscience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it was rough. After that day, um, we were all really beat up. Yeah. Because it was hard on our hands. It was hard on our bikes. It was hard on our mm-hmm. legs. Uh, but you know, we woke up the next morning. Uh, the next stage was 66 miles and about 5,000 feet of climbing. Wow. Yeah. Um, but the gravel was smoother. Yep. And, um, as I started that stage, man, the first like 15 miles, I just felt terrible. Yeah. But as the day mm-hmm. wore on, I just felt better and better and better, which I was not really expecting. And um, I ended up catching John halfway through on a climb, no less. Wow! And I those ended up, of the listeners that don't know, he's, yeah. he's lean. He's lean, mm-hmm. and he's a great climber. Yeah, he can climb. And if if I can get to the top of a climb before him, uh, he's generally not going to catch me on the descent. Right. But I ended up, um, I ended up beating John by like ten minutes that Jeez. day, which was unexpected. And I ended up like tenth for masters that day i just did not start well Hmm. but um beautifully run events they were well organized Um, they had difficulty with the courses because there was some late snow that hadn't melted they had to change the course i was going to ask you about that because they had video of them like plowing Plowing a road like plowing a gravel road with a little bobcat or something like that uh, did you guys ride through we there? We did not. It, it, it didn't melt out, so we ended up having to change the course to skip that section. Gotcha. Yeah. So, but um, I, I I ended up seventh overall for the whole for the whole three days. That's a solid effort, Lance. Yeah, that's very it was, solid. And you know the if I had gone, I figured this out. <laughs> if I had gone fifteen seconds faster in the time trial. I would have been fourth. Wow. <laughs> I would imagine that, that, that close, right mountain up bike puddling around in yeah. Bend may have taken the, those 15 seconds it, it out of your leg. <laughs> but the three guys on the podium were in another atmosphere than yeah. me. I was really. Yeah. So when you say seventh overall, was that for everyone or just the, no, the, the, for the masters. masters? Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For the masters. Was there a pro field? There was an open field, which Robert Cummings won. No way. What? Yes. Yes. Wow. He did. He took second and second and second i believe on the three stages and he ended up winning and he won because on the last stage on the last day all the leaders are together okay there was a group of like 10 guys and there was one short um paved section before you did this last like four or five miles of gravel and they were all in a pace line and they're all like lined up robert happened to be on the front another guy was on the back Dylan Caldwell, who was a fantastic rider, hit one every other stage. Um, I don't know who it was, but the guy that was in second 
as he was riding, his right hand slipped off his bars. What? And he lost control and went down, and everybody piled up behind him. Oh, no. So I think Dylan Caldwell broke his bike. Um, Jacob Rathke, who is also a, a local mm-hmm. pro, yeah. uh, he broke something. Matt Lieto, who, I was going to ask about the, him. Yeah. He, yeah. he was in the, the line, went down, broke his elbow. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. So, That's yeah, rough. I got to I got to uh, send Matt a private message that said, Ah, sucker, I finally beat you. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were broken in the ditch when I went by, but I finally beat you in a race. <laughs> he, he thought that was funny. Okay. Man. So Robert so, had all this mayhem happen behind him. It all happened him. behind him. He just rode was, off into the sunset. He, he just happened. He lucked out that he yeah, wasn't he in. He wasn't behind. Yeah. So, but pays to be still, up front. Yeah, he mm-hmm. still rode strong. Such a humble a, kid too. I was oh, just yeah. texting with him this morning, and he had made no mention of that. And I never, I didn't go look at the results because I wanted to hear it from you, like how right. the race yeah. went. So I didn't get any of this information until just now. Yeah. So Robert, he beat me by a solid half hour every day. Wow. Yeah. Well, he's, he's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. How Pro, old is he now? Twenty-three. That's what I thought. Four. Five. Twenty-five. He's mid twenties. So. I know he's still yeah. so young. Yeah. I don't know if he's twenty-five yet. He might be race age twenty-five and still twenty-four. Yeah. Anyway, he's you know pro cyclocross guy. He's on the yep. the cusp of becoming a pro mountain biker. I mean, he's the two-time back-to-back defending state champion uh, for mountain bike. Yeah. Yeah. In the the pro elite class and mm-hmm. probably going to add gravel grinding to his resume here pretty soon in the pro category. Such yeah. a such a great kid. Such he's a strong kid. So. Yeah, and after the after the three stages, I think that afternoon he went out and went mountain biking with a buddy of his. Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> so, Probably dropped him too. <laughs> one of the cool things about this weekend, um, I, I I end up every time I've done these gravel races, I've ended up connecting with this um, gal out of Bend. Her name's Sarah Max. She's a uh, like an elite level you mountain biker. You raced with her at Rebecca's Private so Idaho, correct? we raced yeah. like for 70 miles out of the 95 miles at Rebecca's Private Idaho. When we were at the Gorge Gravel Grinder a couple weeks ago, halfway through the race, I rode up to Sarah and I'm like, Sarah, what are you doing? And we rode together for like 30 miles. Should your that wife be concerned? Well, probably. <laughs> and then, so same thing. Um, on the second day, you know, halfway through the race, I like ride. It's like, it's good to know that my fitness and yeah. speed ability is about on par with elite women. I can't yeah. hang with the elite men, yeah, but with the elite women, that's about my speed. Yep. And so I ended up catching her, and we rode for quite a while together. And I only beat her um, on the second day because it, there was a descent, descent that I just bombed. Yeah. But on the last day, um, and she ended up taking second overall for the whole. Good for her. Yeah, wow. for the whole weekend. And she's forty plus with oh, really? um, with like high school senior daughters, mm-hmm. and she's a financial writer. Huh. Uh, you know, so she's 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 busy mom and career woman too. A kick-ass lady on a bike. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's funny as I felt better and better through the, through the day, I ended up. I caught her with like 15 miles to go. And she was like, oh, Lance, I'm so glad you're here. Let's let's work to the end. And I was just feeling good. Yeah. And she, I didn't realize this, but we were a minute behind the leader, oh, the man. women's leader. And, and man, I just put my head down and just kind of buried myself yep. for that last 15 miles. And she sat on my wheel that whole time. And she's like, 
I'm so sorry. I'm not taking a pull. I'm just barely hanging on. I'm like, yeah, she's got to plan her sprint to get by her. Yeah. <laughs> but there's something strange about being in that moment when you know that you're helping somebody and yes. greater things are coming up and you're trying to help them overtake somebody. You just summoned this, like this second energy that you didn't have before. I absolutely and, felt yeah. better. Like, okay. I, I know where I'm at in this race. Yeah. Now maybe I can help Sarah catch the leader. Yeah. I'm like, where's the leader? I like, she's like, I think she's only a minute ahead of us. I'm like, let's oh, go. Yeah. Hop on. <laughs> yeah. So let me see if I can pull her up. We Jeez. we ended up not pulling her up. Actually, the winner was Rachel McBride, the professional triathlete from Bend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Rachel. Okay. That's she, really cool. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She just did the gravel race for fun and she won. <laughs> That's like a bend thing yeah. with any triathletes. They all seem to be getting into like mountain biking and gravel grinding. Yeah. Which That's is kind of cool. Because they're really getting cool. some yeah. spectacular That's why they're better cyclists. <laughs> well, that's why they're better cyclists. Yeah. 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 So I tried really hard to try to pull her back to Rachel McBride and we yeah. didn't quite pull it off it makes you feeling better that's one of the best like women oh, triathlete cyclists yeah. out there so yeah she's got one of the best bike splits in america so i did way too much stuff this weekend but that's a great weekend though the yeah it was really good it was it was a great experience i had a great time with my teammates the it was organized very well it was it was i i can't say enough about it did you sleep so. in the sleep <laughs> in the van or did I, you grab a hotel um no i slept in the van the first night uh the down sec- by the river yeah <laughs> the second <laughs> night uh, Andy Levine um, uh, has a house in Central Oregon, and he says, "Just come over and stay at our place." Yeah, so yeah. I, I stay with Andy the second night. Him and Whitney were staying there, so cool. Yeah, we all hang out. Nice. It was great. It's cool. It's nice to have team, weekend. some team time too. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. so great. Such a good group. Yeah. How'd you feel this morning? Um, I'm I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> are you gonna take, are, the weather's nice. Are you gonna take a day off? I'm probably not gonna take a day off. PIR tonight. <laughs> I might do PIR. We'll have to. You can go sit in and just do some work for somebody and have a little bit of fun with it and just spin your legs. I kind of want to do it because I'm leaving to be gone for like two and a half weeks tomorrow, you know? And so I kind of like to go do it. Um, Where are you going for two and a half weeks again? Just San Diego, Moab, San Diego, (laughs) Vegas, Monterey. I've gone from formerly getting mad at Lance to now just being like so happy for him, but I'll go back to being mad at him roughly like probably in a month. But (laughs) yeah, Lance, you can ride with me this evening if you want to go easy. I, I, that that might be an option. Doing beaches tonight, man. Go out towards do some flat beaches stuff. Sweet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I might do PR. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what I'm doing, but yeah, I'm. I'm tired and I'm drained, but I'm not, I'm not ruined, Yeah, yeah. which mm-hmm. I was really nervous about because I, you know, I'll get to that. Oh, okay. Ooh. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, cliffhanger. <laughs> I think, I think I know where he's going with that. I like Jake, it. Jake, do you have like back, any backpedal for us, Jake? I do. Um, real quick, I'll make this somewhat short. Last week I went out to PIR and yeah. observed, watched. Mm-hmm. My son do his first road race. Ooh, yeah. yeah. So it was awesome. He uh, he climbed on his bike, and I think I mentioned this before. It's a tiny bit too big for him, yep, but we've got is. it set up to where he fits on it. He can, he can steer and brake and pedal yeah. and all that other stuff, but he looks like Superman on it. It's kind of funny. <laughs> but he, he did great. I mean, he made a couple of friends out there the week prior, went out this past week, and most of those kids and, and more were out there. And mm-hmm. he went out and did his race and got it in. And we like we talked the whole way home about like just racing it was so cool to have that conversation with <laughs> that's him that's awesome. great so that's he, so cool you know he debriefed me on everything that happened and the things that he wants to work on and was asking questions about how he could do this that and the other and 
you know, his bike's been set up on the trainer. So he's, you know, able to come in and ride on Zwift to, to do his training and whatnot. And he's been doing like little interval sets so he can oh get gosh. faster. And he's it's gonna just, be, he's going to be better than me in like <laughs> six <laughs> weeks, <laughs> a week after next. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I'm going to give him two more PIRs and yeah. he's going to be faster yeah. than us. <laughs> he had a great week too. He did really well in both of his baseball games and he's just, oh, you know, it's, it's fun watching your child grow up and, and become more mature and, and getting better at stuff and, and especially watching them fall in love with stuff that you're passionate about and actually be like an active human being, which yes. is so awesome. Right. Yes. Right. <laughs> so I'll tell you what, I get to see the other side of that yeah. sometimes. And yeah. it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not pretty. Yeah. I didn't get to stick around and watch all of PR last week. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I didn't really get a chance to take too many pictures. I did take some pictures, but I did get a chance to watch our juniors go out and race. And mm-hmm. I think we had 11 or 12. I got to go back and double check one more time of our own juniors on our team, just our team alone out there racing, which was, I think, probably double what all of the other teams brought out in total. So that's amazing. Our juniors oh, yeah. category made up the vast majority of all the juniors out there racing, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And I think tonight it's going to be even bigger. It's going to be fun to watch these kids right, right out there. And it's just a big sea of orange buzzing yeah. around the, the, the track. So and just for our other listeners that aren't necessarily from this area, PIR, we're, when we say that we're referring to like this racetrack in Portland, basically that allows cycling races. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Yeah, it's the they, Portland international raceway, yep. which, mm-hmm. um, you know, Indy cars race on this thing and it's yeah. like butter smooth and it's got a couple turns in it. It's, it's really quite fun to ride on and it, it's fast. You know, the yeah. last time I raced on it before got hit by the car, um, in the, the one twos, um, I actually think we averaged about 29 miles an hour for yeah. almost 30 miles. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's a fast course, which is kind of cool. So, um, add to that last week I had three medical appointments that's eating into yeah. my time still, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's, um, it, it is what it is. Um, a couple great rides with Matt. That was fun. It was just mm-hmm. kind of cool. Matt and I were just out BSing and, and having fun and enjoying mm-hmm. the sun and getting some vitamin D. Uh, we had a great team ride on Saturday. I think we had, gosh, almost 20 it's people show up. Yeah. Um, and to those that didn't, that got scared away because there were some raindrops, you know, <laughs> yeah. it was on you. You missed out, man. It yeah. was, uh, it it was a lot out. of fun. It mm-hmm. was a great climb. And then we did a climb in there called Larch Mountain. And there's a Larch Mountain, mm-hmm. Oregon side. And then there's Larch Mountain on the Washington side. I don't know what it is, why they couldn't come up with different names right. for them, but it is what Doesn't it is. Doesn't make any sense why it's, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think the, the the true Larch Mountain is the one on the Oregon side, and the Washingtonians yeah. mm-hmm. need to get together and rename this Larch. Anyhow, there's a segment on there from the base mm-hmm. and going up Powell Road to, to start that um, mm-hmm. That probably doesn't mean anything to the people that don't live in this area, but it's a pitchy little climb. It's a probably mm-hmm. five-ish minutes climb, and it's pretty steep. And then it mm-hmm. gets to the top, flattens out just a touch more, and then you start climbing even more. The whole climb from the very bottom to the very top is about five miles. Um, we went out there, mm-hmm. and we kind of got after it. And the weather, the yeah. roads were still a little bit wet. We were still all getting out after it pretty good. Um, our young junior, Hayden Weirman, who is oh, yeah. 15 years old, 15. Yeah. That's what I thought. I thought he was younger than you his were expecting dad, Lance. Yeah. His dad tells me that his FTP right now at 15. It's unbelievable. Over 350. What? Yes. <laughs> there aren't. Fi- over. What? He's over. He's like between when are we 350 like and 360. G- he's, he's he hasn't even been training that much recently. And his, that's God. what his FTP is right now. The kid is like, he's brilliant. He's a yeah. super smart, like very very humble, yes. very well man. You you will not find a better oh, awesome. yeah. kid. And he's very Goofy studious. As kid and he's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I love it. So <laughs> he uh 
I, I'm doing my best to try and keep up with them that initial pal climb, and I, I caught their wheels. And actually, I think I came mm-hmm. around them to, to finish the first pal section. You did. And I then was we watching hit, you guys. Then yeah. we hit the next section, and then he and Chris Han, um, Hanel start to ride together. And I'm trying to hold their wheel, and it pitches up a little bit, and I'm like, yep, there they go. <laughs> yeah. And they just kept pulling away and pulling away and pulling away. Well, they mm-hmm. motored all the way to the top of this thing. And at the very top, um, it's kind of a long story, but Chris Serrett, was, uh, he was kind of already up there. He got ahead of us. Um, that's near here near there he was riding with us but then he kind of did something else with dustin and they, they mm-hmm. got ahead of us because we stopped and waited for some people but Surratt was already up there well they bridged up to Surratt, and um chris handled passed hayden off to him and hayden stayed on Surratt's wheel and they went all the way to the very top and hayden missed the kom by what was it it was just like 10 seconds he had to be right there oh it was like five or ten so seconds close. so Let's 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 talk about this KOM segment. It is like there are so many people that have favorited this one oh, on, yeah. on Strava that are always going out and trying to attack it. And it's helped by a guy who goes by the name of Twinkie Fitzgerald. And evidently oh, yeah. Yeah. he's yeah. a he's a former pro he's or pro be. or something he like that. He's be, yeah. super strong guy. And Hayden just missed him. Granted, he had a little bit of help, but still it's all climbing. So, I mean, yeah. how much drafting there, are you going to There's not get a lot of draft. I mean, you're, going, was, you're going 10 miles an hour yeah, for a he, good portion of that. Yeah, well, there is a top section at the very top that is a little bit flat. It does, so you it does can, flatten out Yeah, you bit, can get yeah. a little bit of help there, but what an but effort 15. by a 15-year-old kid. Yeah. That was spectacular. But I don't want to... Um, I don't want to um, miss this part. Later on that day, one of our teammates, Mike Guyvan, was uh-huh. supposed to ride with us that morning. And then he had something come up with the family. He sent me a text. He's like, man, I'm so bummed. I can't make it. I'll try and go out and ride later on. He went out there and he attacked that climb. Did he take the KOM? Because I was the KOM at that. That's by almost, I, I was like 20 plus seconds. He beat that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That, all by himself. All by himself. That KOM has stood since May of 2010. Somebody just give him oh his two. Oh my gosh. He's, yes. Guy that needs to be racing cat too, like years? tomorrow. Yes. So many people have attacked that. Like I've tried, I think like once I was like mid ride or something like that. And I'm like, oh, I'll go up here and I'm like, oh, I'll see what kind of time yeah. I get. I've never really truly given it like the full, like, race like let's go try and get after this thing yeah but um yeah mike guy went out there and he got it done it was unreal how wow. much effort he put into that how is it i'd be terrified if i'm racing four or fives against him uh 30, <laughs> 38 seconds 38 seconds can we okay. just turn that in for his upgrade to two just like throw that in and be like yeah okay yeah. go ahead and give him it yeah super strong he did kid. win pir last monday oh of course he did yeah. i'm sure if he wants to he could win any pir yeah. Yeah, he's he's got that that nice combination of the right body weight with the ability to generate quite a few watts. So his mm-hmm. FTPs in the 350s, if not close to 360 as well. If oh, I'm he's got to be 360, 370 so, if he's flying up that. Yeah. yeah, and I think he only weighs like 160 pounds, so he's yeah. strong and relatively light. So he's yeah. one of those uh, guys that you should be afraid of <laughs> in any kind of a road. We'd race. have a terrifying group ride up large. Like if we got everybody on the team to just like absolutely race yeah. up large. Yeah. Well, when that cool. ride was shaping up, there was like Mike Guyvan was supposed to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jordan was Jordan supposed to be there? Uh, Jordan was not. Okay. Um, it, uh, who was it? Rodrigo Colon was supposed to be mm-hmm. there. He didn't show up. Jay Small was supposed to be there. They didn't show up. So I mean, that's some horsepower there that didn't oh, show yeah. up to that ride. And, and we still, you know, had a good group. But man, if yeah. all those guys showed up and we're all hammering up that thing, we would have all just turned ourselves inside Absolutely. out. Absolutely. And that was the 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 crazy thing with Hayden too to begin that is there was a there was a point where the group kind of split up. I forget where it was at one point, but there was, you, you were up there with four or five guys and then Hayden and me were back a bit. And like, (laughs) I know like, like Hayden really like got in front of me. I was like, okay, he just wants to bridge the gap right now. And then I got in front of him and 
good God, like we took two poles between each other and bridge what was probably like a 20, 30 second gap, but right before the pal climb started. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was, I mean, I don't have a power meter, but you know, just in my head, I'm thinking, I was like, holy, holy heck, Hayden just put out like a, <laughs> right. like a minute and a half, 400 watt effort right there. Like it was nothing. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. That I mean, good God. I'm yeah. sorry, we're just comparing some notes here off <laughs> off the mics, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, yeah, that was that was a fun ride, and I I got a great workout, so I was happy to get mm-hmm. that, and it was the exact training effect that I wanted. I wanted to be gassed, and I wanted to have a couple strong efforts yeah. in there, and felt good. Like um, I knew I knew that was going to be hard going up that, but like I knew I had to ride like 90, 100 miles that day. That was so awesome riding with you guys because I would not have put in an effort like that at mile yeah. thirty of that ride <laughs> if that was not for chasing Jake and crew up that climb. Yeah. So, um, Sunday had another beautiful ride. It was just, the weather right now is just incredible. I mean, you cannot dial up nicer weather and more beautiful scenery. So I went mm-hmm. out and chased the, the Martins around. And as I put my Strava title, I was just pretending to be a Martin yesterday. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so yeah, it was a good week. And, um, oh, one other quick note, um, for the people that aren't here local, <laughs> that aren't going to know this really, but there's the Washougal triple crown. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan took that yesterday from oh, Chris Hannell. Yeah. So, oh, did he take the? I love that Triple Crown ride. That's a good little uh, that is workout. I think it's what twenty seven miles. I think so. Is that what it is? Something it's, like that. It's roughly an hour and a half, like ish hour fifteen, hour and a half. Yeah, I think the KOM is like about like one twenty an hour is and twenty. It? Okay, yeah, give or Jeez. take a minute or two or so. Yeah, but yeah. So that that fell yesterday. So it it's changed hands three or four times in the past year, but that's another uh-huh. good one to go get after. If you're over in the, uh, Camus Washougal area, right. look it D- up. Dustin and I will be trying to challenge that. I'm not sure if we're going to take that from Jordan ever, but that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's going to be brutal to get. Yeah. Yeah. An hour and 19 minutes. Oh my God. And he, he got it by three seconds. seconds. Oh my gosh. <laughs> An hour and 20 minute ride by three seconds. By cool. three seconds. Yeah. I could have been a carpool at some point. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to look at it on Strava, but I, I talked to Jordan after the ride. He came over and he looked a little disheveled. <laughs> he was, uh, he, he looked like he put a good effort in on that ride. So, um, yeah, he stopped by to say hi. Fun times. Jake, did you do any motor pacing this past week? Our listeners that listen to our podcast last. <laughs> I would week. never chase a middle-aged woman on a scooter <laughs> on McGilvery. I would never do something like that. <laughs> or did I? We we were wait a minute. We yeah. were like sprinting Let's after her, and she was like, "I was like, how fast can this thing go?" And she was like, no, no, no. And "I was like, what?" She was like, 40. And I was like, "Oh, okay, it's pretty fast." <laughs> it was the tiny little red, like, red scooter. Red scooter. We had fun. She was like sitting there, like perfect posture she's got yeah. her elbows tucked in she's got her little helmet on and she's like do 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 on her little scooter <laughs> and, and i, I go hey matt that's a perfect motor pace right there like, and she would not go a mile an hour over the speed limit and i just i sprinted up to her and just like sat on her wheel i was, I was like, like wait a minute hey, matt, wait, didn't, we, didn't we just do a podcast talking about like motor pacing don't do it yeah, yeah. jake takes the mcgillery and mm-hmm. kom <laughs> <laughs> i think i already had that one but yeah <laughs> that was funny all right our uh, topic today the hot seat the hot seat. The hot seat. I was so hoping we were going to use that effect at some point during this time. <laughs> Evan, start us off with the hot seat, buddy. Okay, so. Oh, maybe we should just remind people exactly what the hot seat is. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, we all bring a question to the table. Then you light a seat on fire. It, exactly. And then you sit on it. Exactly. <laughs> and we have not talked to each other about any of our questions so this is all kind of like raw emotion raw Mm -hmm. feedback and all that fun stuff so um we're gonna start with evan and what you got bud so i've got i've got two but the first one's gonna be very short and i want your first instinct sure okay and 
I don't want this to be any pressure, but I just think it's interesting if we were to talk about this for a second. We had already talked about Hayden. In the next five years, what do you see happening with Hayden Weirman? Oh, geez. Um, Assuming he continues to have a blast with the sport, which he seems to be having. Given that he can actually multitask pretty well and he can get by and get stronger without having like mm-hmm. to maintain massive, huge like training loads. I think he's got a bit of, I mean, I'm not going to say that he's going to turn pro cause mm-hmm. I, that that's a pretty tough feat, but yeah. um, I think that he's going to find himself racing collegiately at a pretty high level. I, I think that he's going to be, mm-hmm. um, you know, one of those kids, but on the outside, um, gosh, he could win a, um, a national championship. Mm-hmm. So there's that little kid. Is it Eden Ian down in bend? Ian mm-hmm. Brown. Ian Brown. Yep. That's going to be a tough kid to beat. But I think Hayden, he has beaten Ian before at some of the local cross races yeah. here. But um, it, it's going to be fun to watch those two duke it out because they're both going to be super fast um, on a national level. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that takes him, though. I mean, yeah, he could, uh, he'll race at the elite level eventually. I, he's got mm-hmm. that capacity. So, yeah. I don't know. That'd be cool. Matt? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know him as well as you guys do. So yeah. I've been biked with him. Yeah. He's a bigger he's strong. kid. I'll ruin it for you. He's yeah. strong. Yeah, <laughs> well, he's a bigger that. kid. He's he over is. over six foot tall. Yeah, and he's he's bigger than he's a lot bigger than I yeah. am. Yeah, he's he still needs to. He's like that the puppy with the big paws. You know what I mean? He still mm-hmm. needs to kind of like into grow into himself. He needs to develop some of that that, for lack of a better term, man strength. You know, he just mm-hmm. needs to like develop that way. But I don't want him to get super strong. You know, his mm-hmm. dad is super strong and he's yeah. got a big motor as well. Yeah, if we can keep him lean and strong mm-hmm. and fast and fit he's going to do good things. Yeah. So, yeah, this is the cool thing about the high school or like looking at the high school crop coming through is like, yeah, this is the time when you can actually talk about these kids potential. Cause I mean, for cycling to be a competitive sport, it's like, okay, look at what their potential is yeah. at 15, 16 and really develop them. And yeah, he's the, he's the one you can look at and be like, Oh my God, he's got this raw power already. I raced him a dozen times last year. And yeah. mm-hmm. the only times I beat him is when his shoe broke or he got <laughs> something a bad happened. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and just like a year, year and a half ago, whenever it was before I got injured, mm-hmm. like I could, I could handily beat him yeah. at just about anything. And, and if yeah. he's having a good day, he'll keep up with me or just, just nip me. I, I he'll, he'll crush me at everything now. Yeah. yeah. That's how much he's changed now. Uh, where does that keep going? I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's fun to watch. And the kid, if he had the time to fully like dedicate himself to training, mm-hmm. my God, the potential there is that just would be crazy, but yeah. he would set all of that aside because education for him is more important, rightfully yeah. so. Cause yeah. you know, he's going to do good things for himself. And I think but, that'll pay off in the long term. Honestly, I think if he's able to be this fast with these low of training loads, I think he's going to be a kid that continues to enjoy the sport. He's going to be a kid that does not get burnt out. Cause I think you see that yeah. in a lot of the young people yep. getting into professional cycling is they really burn out on the sport sure. at a young age. Or the sure. life is all one dimensional. Yeah. yeah. It becomes very one dimensional. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. The second one real quick. This is, so Giro is coming up in Zero. Mm, two weeks, I think week, week and a half. And you see it's, early, it's an early May start. If I believe is Lance looking that up for me right now. Let me see. So, I've got a, I've got a little cheat sheet for us on who who are possibly going to be the favorites coming in. Now this always changes and adjusts because you never know what somebody will crash coming in. You know, somebody will crash on a training ride coming up, or there will be adjustments to teams last second. Mm-hmm. But the big so the big name coming in is going to be Dumoulin. It's it's Tom. Yeah, twelve days. Twelve days away. May oh, that's close to ten. May eleventh. Okay. 
So the the other big names coming are going to be uh, Mikael Landa for Movie Star, and Nibali for Byran, uh, Zacharin for Katusha, and then you got some other other names near Simon Yates, Michael Woods, and Roglic. Now, if you guys remember, Roglic was the one who really had his big coming out party in the tour. He's the guy who was the former downhill skier. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you guys remember the the, the, the yep. real young former yep. downhill skier? It was like a ski jumper. Ski jumper, my bad. Yeah, just ski yeah, jumper. Right. He wasn't even a downhill skier. He was a ski jumper. Yeah. Who really has only been riding bikes for like... Three years yeah, or I mean, something. Talk about young potential. This right. guy's like the definition of it. But there, there are a lot of really exciting names here, which I think is cool because each team has somebody that's capable of winning, which I think really makes this exciting because it's going to be a really widespread out race, I think. Mm-hmm. And you got a lot of guys who are capable of like making moves on any day, which makes it so much more exciting in my opinion than the tour. Cause the, the, the tour can be so calculated. The Giro is more just a, I mean, it's Italian, you know, it's, it's not well thought through and emotional. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So hot seat. Who you got? Uh, I don't, it, it's, I, I feel like Tom Dumoulin's one of those guys that like, if he's on, oh, yeah. he'll win. Like, mm-hmm. I think he's just the class of the field, but I I don't know. I, I mean, is he keying in on the race though, or is he saving himself for the? Is he doing? I was trying to look up back? some interviews on that. I don't. I think he's kind of mum on it, but I'm. I would imagine he's going for the like, Giro. Oh really? Okay. He's he's a guy who wants a double though, so he's he's going to be in grand two Grand Tours if, this year. If you think about it, he did the best last year of anyone. Right? He did. Yeah. I don't know. So I'll pick him. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's. I don't know. It's a good pick either way. It's not a bad pick. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of you know there's some sort of kind of like secret outsider pick, you know, mm-hmm. that'd be fun, but yeah, I don't know. We'll think about it. I'm going to go with Nibali. Mm-hmm. He won it in 2013. Yep. 2016. Okay. He's due again, 2019, every three years. That's actually true. Every so, three years. It makes sense. And, um, dude's just strong. He, he he's, is. He's that. That's his race. He's cagey. He descends. Well, mm-hmm. he's the guy who on weird stages, he'll be in the last, in the last group. Mm hmm. Lance. I'm going with uh, Egon Bernal. Ooh, oh, I like that's that. a good one too. I like the, that pick uh, a lot. The Team Sky. Yes, writer. Team Sky. The, Team Sky mm-hmm. has done like yeah. nothing through the classics, the yeah. spring classics. And I'm yeah. I'm thinking that they are kind of gauging towards these grand tours and not so much the classics. They're gonna try and win all three. Yeah. yeah. And so mm-hmm. I think if they if their team is strong, I think Egon Bernal is gonna Do you think they're gonna throw him that bone just because they're gonna probably focus on somebody else for the tour? Yeah. Yeah. That's actually really, really good. Uh, good call. Yeah. yeah. So just because of how pitchy and up and down the Giro is always by nature, I'm going with three guys for my podium that I, nobody has mentioned so far. I think all the favorites are going to blow up. Okay. I think the three guys who are young, exciting, and have shown major potential in 2018 were Michael Woods, Simon Yates, and Roglic. Okay. Now, Michael Woods isn't that young, but he's now recently really came into form, the Canadian last season. I really do think... Now, Michael Woods last year, I forget what stage it was, but he had that stage where he had the potential to win it and didn't take any nutrition in the last like 20 miles, but it showed that he was able to drop Tom Dumoulin in, in a very crucial part of the race. So I'm going to go with, yeah, I, I want to say Michael Woods is going to win. I'm just going to say Michael Woods will win, and in some order, Simon Yates and Roglic will be on the podium behind him. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm going with all the young yeah, guys, which possible. means... Who would you like to see? Do you think, like, 
Yates, do you guys all kind of Oh, I love like, Yates. Like I love cool all three of those guys. Like any three. Michael Woods is a really cool guy yeah. too. Yeah. I love the Roglic story. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. I you know, I'm I'm a I'm a ski guy and I'm a skier and I'm I'm not even a an endurance skier i'm a ski jumper and um you know i'm done with that i'm gonna try i'm gonna try cycling oh wait i'm really good at cycling i start beating all these tour riders i just that's just like (laughs) is valverde riding he he i feel like he raced well in the classics this year Um, except for he he, um he abandoned um oh did he okay um this last one, Amstel. Did, oh no, no Liege. 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 He did. Yeah, did he, he wasn't in the final selection at Amstel Gold either. No. Yeah. So he kind of did he's... not have a good classics season. Yeah, okay. So you don't think he's racing this one? I don't he's know. not on our. He hasn't been on any of the lists or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So we'll we'll see though. But like I said, the next ten days, probably guys in interviews will come out with yeah. what they're actually looking to really focus on this year. So we'll see. We will see. Um. Really, I think the the favorite going in has got to be Dumoulin and Bernal, though. I mean, anybody who Sky puts out is going to be your favorite, yeah. and it's going to be the Sky Show versus Dumoulin. And my hope is that they beat the heck out of each other, and these young guys slip through the cracks. So, <laughs> <Heck> it happen. <laughs> All right, that's a good one, Evan. I like it. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lance. All right, hot seat. I need tips for multi-stage race recovery. <laughs> yeah, um. I, this this three day race that I just did like really beat me up and and I'm it was two really hard stages, but I am I'm doing the Oregon Trail gravel grinder which is uh, in the middle of June or near the end of June, and it's five days and all five days are like over four or five thousand feet of climbing sixty or seventy or eighty miles. It's gonna be five difficult days. What? How should I be recovering? Because I just feel like mush today, and it was only two days. Let's nope, look nope. at yeah. Let's look at the basics. Let the, the the obvious questions first. How was your rest and your your sleep? Um, I didn't sleep great. Okay, but and, and I didn't really I didn't taper going to this at all. Okay, this weekend I rode pretty hard all week. Mm-hmm. So when you say I didn't sleep great. Uh, th- how does what what's normal and what were you getting uh you know a good night for me is like eight and a half or nine hours wow and um you were getting like six or seven i was maybe? getting like five or oh six. that's a big drop off yeah that's a big problem yeah <laughs> yeah and you didn't sleep that great didn't taper going into this at all i did not taper going into it and that's your first answer. the phil's trail system like the the day of your time trial yeah, start. yeah it was too much fun man <laughs> You raced I'm a PIR pain. earlier that week. I, I did not. If you recall. Oh, that's right. That's right. You did miss that one. You I, had, I had planned to go to PR. At, this was last week when we recorded the podcast. I was going to go race that night. <laughs> Thank God you missed it. <laughs> I got Well, I got home and I was just like exhausted. And so I, mm-hmm. I, I went to bed at like 8.30. <laughs> wow. Good for you. I, just, I actually chose not to go do a race and I went to sleep instead. So, I'm going to give a super biased answer to this, but I, I know the man sitting across the table from me and probably to my right will agree with me. You're doing gravel, ra- like hard gravel races. So this is not just, and I'm not going to say that road cyclists don't need this too, but you're talking about a real full body sort of workout. Yes. I mean, a real full body sort of workout. So really what you need to start doing is in between these races, Lance is really making like maintenance motor pattern sort of muscle activation mm-hmm. you know stretching recovery definitely start training some of those stabilizers that you don't get on the bike if you're biking 20 hours a week 
like we always joke with cyclists, there's no lateral movement for a right, cyclist right. until you're in a gravel grinding race. And then there actually is. Because when you're out of the saddle and have to whip that bike side to side, you're having to really stabilize it. Yeah. And you can just ask Jake's shoulder on how that feels. I mean, really, like that's that's what... It's not quite as bad as a mountain bike race, like a long cross-country race, True. but you're still mm-hmm. getting a lot of input from that bike and you're having to use your body a lot more than you would just being out on There's your, no on suspension your on my gravel bike. No. So, yeah. You're just mm-hmm. relying on those 40 mil tires if yeah. that's what you're riding that day to give you a little bit of suppleness to the, the ride characteristics of the bike on these you know crazy terrains. So you're having to stabilize and use a lot of other stuff that you're not necessarily using. So a, a strength training program would suit you well. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and, it, and it can be pretty the, truncated because yeah. I know that your joy comes from cycling, obviously. Yeah. So it can be a truncated 10, 15 minute thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I need to do that. Here's my top three mm-hmm. for you. <laughs> Sleep. Sleep. Mm-hmm. Make it a priority. Number one. I think you should consider like taking like a recovery drink like directly after your race. I usually try to drink some kind of protein okay. drink. Yeah. E- like almost immediately after being yep. done do that consider like um what food you can get in you know also not necessarily just like a protein drink but like maybe you know you can find some sort of like chicken salad or something like that that you're you know because it's hard because if you're if you're out and you're going out to restaurants and stuff like that like that's all part of the process you you know you end up with like right. junk food and right. stuff like that i don't know but um last one would be trying to get your legs up as much as possible in between mm-hmm. races so I don't know if you can do that. After the second hard stage, that's all I did that evening. Yeah. We were at Andy's house and I just, I was on my back with my legs in the air. I think you're doing good stuff. I mean, you know, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's going to, it's going to be hard. I think I need to do better on the, I I need to do better on the stretching and the, and the protein right after i think i need to do better it's more than just the protein too you need to top off all those glycogen stores you need Mm -hmm. to get your body ready to do battle again so you got to give it all the building blocks not just the protein yeah um evan what's Mm -hmm. your two we've talked about this before maybe you can (laughs) remind us again what your uh your two cents is on those um the e-stem units that a lot of cyclists use for yeah. recovery purposes. Do you think that that would be something that would be beneficial you know, for him? Or is here's, that- here's usually what I tell people with that. So I'll put, I'll put the e-stem units kind of next to the, um, like the Normatec legs yeah. that, that, that people are using. This is where the, the goal of e-stem is a couple things. Like when, when you think about blood flow or any sort of like lymphatic system work. So when we're talking about the venous system and lymphatic system is basically taking all that. I mean, We've all seen pictures of like George Hincapie's legs after big races. You guys seen those varicose yeah, veins yeah. sort of yeah. things. Now, historic, like basically just getting your legs up is fine. I mean, get your legs up, let gravity help you out. But what that shows is there's an incredible amount of byproduct from the muscular work that is sitting in your legs at that point. Like just sitting there. It's basically stasis. Gotcha. And years and years of that and some genetic predisposition, you can get some varicose veins. Yeah. Now, just because you're not getting varicose veins does not mean that that byproduct is not sitting there causing an acidic environment in your legs. Legs do not recover well in an acidic environment. So the goal of E-STEM, at least from, from my opinion, is basically returning a lot of that, that, that byproduct back into the blood flow system. So that can be done through compression too. It can be done through the Normatec legs. It can be done by laying in a van with your legs up above your head. Yeah. But, you know, I mean... The, the pros do stuff for reasons, and a lot of them use the e-stim units, and yeah. I think they're great. Yeah. So another thing would be massage. Yes. But my thought exactly. process is, is Lance isn't going to have access to a massage therapist no. out in the middle of 
any like nowhere. And no, maybe my wife is going to be with me. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, but here's here's the thing with the massage too that I've even sometimes now I I've never been in a pro you know hotel room. I have no idea what those massages look like. Don't look in the refrigerators <laughs> <laughs> or hanging above the or little the freezer. Head. <laughs> above the, yeah, in the coolers. Yeah, don't touch the coolers. <laughs> but. You know, I think you got to be really careful with a massage after because if you're going anything deep tissue, you're just creating more muscular damage more muscular at that point. Damage. You want to like a lymphatic flow sort of massage, yeah. which I'm sure your experienced massage therapists are doing yeah. there very well. But yeah, your your goal is basically to create as much blood flow out of those legs as you can. Okay. Yeah. This is why people go on recovery. Sp- I mean, this is why the pros, as soon as they're done, you know, they just climbed Mount Vaughn too. What's the first thing those guys are doing in their interviews? They're spinning on right. a bicycle. Right. Because that's muscular contractions to get that blood flow, all that byproduct back out of the system. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. That's good that's stuff right a, there. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Okay, next quick question. My if my nose is raw. Can you guys see this? We <laughs> yeah. Can't, we can't see, but. You look sunburned. <laughs> so, yeah. Right right at the bridge of my nose where oh, my mustache yeah. would be, it is all raw from, from wiping snot away and yeah. all the dust and grime and everything. And this was only it's three days. before that. It's got to get some aqua four on there. So, um, mm-hmm. Jake just took a, a photo that I'm sure he'll post to the dialed podcast, uh, um, Instagram page. We can Photoshop and zoom make it in, yeah. no, zoom in on my nose. You see that little red spot right, right underneath my nose. How do I avoid that? Aqua four. But I mean, I tried to use gloves that have a nice spot to like wipe my nose with, yeah. but I'm like a snotty guy when I'm riding out there. I have an enormous amount what, of snot. What about instead of wiping, do a snot rocket? <laughs> I do hundreds of snot, snot rockets while I'm riding. Your teammates love you. But I don't want the the drip of snot hanging on the end of my nose, so I always wipe it off, and I'm guessing I wipe too vigorously. <laughs> I was thinking that maybe you could put some Vaseline on ahead of time, but that's just going to collect all kinds of dirt and dust oh, yeah. and, and just be a disgusting booger in itself. It'll so, be gone in 10 minutes. Yeah. I don't know. Is, is there is there something that you could put on ahead of time to, to keep that from getting that abrasion in there? I, I, I don't know. I didn't even think about it, you know, and then I wake up this morning and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm totally raw. I can't even feel it. But anyway. Put some Neosport on it; it'll heal up quickly. And I'm already there. <laughs> didn't didn't you ever use like Glide and Aquaphor and stuff back in your Not triathlon on my face. days? Yeah, but well, it's time to start shifting it up towards when your face. When you're riding in these gravel grinders, and all the dust is getting kicked oh, up. That's I mean, all that's going <laughs> to that do would is be really funny. It's just yeah, going to collect there. It's got a big old mud pie underneath his nose. <laughs> yep. Well, just a little, like just put it right at the bridge there. Just hide it, like I right might, underneath. I there. might have to. Yeah. I mean, I was I'm thinking, like, can we grow cut a mustache. Some tape or something like that and put it on there? <laughs> you just need to grow a mustache. That's the answer to this question. <laughs> oh, man. I need to wear We should take a poll. Uh, we should take a poll on, on our right YouTube. Is, breathe right strips yeah. so I can blow proper snot rockets, I guess. There you go. <laughs> you think need, of the, think you of the need range be, with a breathe right strip. You could really blow up. He, need, he needs rocket. to become an actual cyclist here and grow a mustache and shave his legs. So he needs to take all that hair from his legs and just put it up on his mustache. <laughs> All right. Anything else from you, Lance? No, that's too much. All right. <laughs> no, that's about too it. Much, <laughs> too much. Matt, do you have a hot seat question for us? I have a couple options here. Um, uh, let me just roll through one that's real quick, and then maybe if we have time, we'll We've looking. got time. Bring them both. Uh, okay, so what What other pieces? We talked about Strava a lot on our last podcast. It was like two-hour-long podcast, very long podcast. And we mm. didn't even – we had more to talk about, too. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, but anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we could have kept um, on. What other software do you guys like? Can you, does anything come to mind? And the answer could be no. What software? No, I'm joking. What software? <laughs> Broken Millennial. 
Yeah, I saw that uh, Lance Armstrong this morning. Um, I follow him mm-hmm. on Strava. Yeah. Um, he said, this is going to be my last post on Strava. Wow. What? I'm, I'm moving over to um, Map My Ride. What? Uh, they're paying him to I, do that? Map I, I think My they're, Ride? I think they're sponsoring. Map My Ride? What? He's, I think they're sponsoring <laughs> yeah. his podcast, and so he's moving over to Map My Ride. Now, I've never... Yeah. I, I use Ride With GPS to find courses, right. but I download them into my Garmin so right. I can follow it on you know my Garmin. I don't I don't use those regularly at all. That's just a paycheck to get his mouth to That's what I say the words map my ride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I don't I, I don't think anybody can hold a candle to Strava for what it is they're doing. But right. in terms of analytics and, and basically deciphering all that stuff and, and getting a good sense for it. I do use the Garmin Connect. That's um, what I was gonna say. That's Garmin another good. decent yeah. one. I think that you get better mm-hmm. numbers from that. And it, it, it seems to be more in line with what I actually see on my Garmin unit, which would kind of make sense. I I don't know why, but you go into Strava and the numbers are never the same as what you find in Garmin Connect. And Garmin Connect is always exactly what I've I see that while, from people lately. I don't right. know so mm-hmm. I don't know. Strava's more of like Facebook and Garmin's more of a training peaks Mm-hmm. light if you will yeah. so mm-hmm. training peaks another one that yep. is a good it's a good tool mm-hmm. garmin just came out they just released an app called garmin connect iq where you can download it helps you manage connect iq apps on your devices that might be something i think they just released that like a week ago maybe two weeks yeah. ago it's, yeah mm-hmm. it's fairly new uh, and i heard it's good so good i have I, to check that out I, I played with it but you know i haven't really spent a ton of time with it but yeah that would be for things like you want some different data fields or you want a slightly different app on your device, you can find some stuff there from different developers. Mm. And stuff, Here's so. a question for you guys. Have any of you used the Wahoo Element series? Kind of like the Garmin Edge um, head units, but then there's the Wahoo's counterpart to I that. Have not. Yeah. No. I actually have, whenever I'm on somebody else's trainer, I'll bring up my Wahoo Element. Yeah. So you have you own a Wahoo the, Element? Oh no, no 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 wait it's like the so, Wahoo Fitness app. Is yeah, that's that an app. I'm talking about their actual computer. like head unit, the oh. little computer. No, I do not have that. There are a lot of people that are starting to pick those up, and a lot of people on our team yeah. are getting them through our little deal with uh, Wahoo, and They're they good. seem to yeah. like them. And they say it's it's easier to set up because you actually set it up on right. your phone, and then the phone speaks to the the head unit, and that's that's what you're seeing. You can't go in there and really adjust all the data fields and screens and all that stuff, but. Um, they do say that the mapping technologies in there are not nearly as good right. as Garmin, but everything else they, they yeah. tend to enjoy quite more. I haven't yeah. used one yet. I've only kind of like taken it out of the box and played with it for a minute, but just curious if you guys had any input on those. Yeah. Mm. I think it's, I think it's tough, right? Cause Garmin's the huge gorilla in the room for sure. And they, you know, they had, if they slip up, yeah, it's a perfect opportunity for, you know, a company like Wahoo to come in there with a product that's good, that works, that's functional. When you have a product like the 820 that can't mm-hmm. handle being rained on, then yeah. that's a problem. Seriously. I, it, but now I think Garmin, they just, you know, they just released another two set of computers. They released the 530 mm-hmm. uh, and the 830. And I think those are going to be solid enough that I don't, for me, it looks to, you know, it looks to me like that's what I would still recommend for people. Yeah. Um, yeah. But right. definitely, I think the people that I've talked to that have the Wahoo Element, there's two of them, I think. There's like a smaller one and a slightly bigger one. People love those computers. Mm-hmm. So really good feedback. Yeah. Yeah, I have a new 530 on order, so when okay. that comes in, we'll play with it and get back to it. And I'll uh, get my hands on the 830 as well, and we'll go throw it in the shower and see what it does under water yeah. conditions because mm-hmm. the 820 was a turd. It was horrible, mm-hmm. or it is horrible. It's on my bike. It's on our bike. It's we still on. Yeah, but but it's here's what I heard. Bike, yeah. Here's what I've heard. When uh, when they went through the manufacturing process, some of the touchscreens are horrible and some of them aren't, mm-hmm. and so yours might be great. 
you know, and mine might be horrible. Mine's and okay until there's sweat on it. Right. I can't yeah. sweat on mine or if it's raining, you can't bike in the rain because it like, no. it's I just like, leave mine on one screen whenever it's yeah. raining out. But here's the yeah. thing. The rain is changing my screens constantly. Oh, is it on yours? Yeah. That doesn't really do it on mine. And, yeah. and even sweat and things like that will actually change, select a data screen and start changing the data. Yeah. I've, uh, yeah. I, I hate that. This device. is why I actually take mine off the bike and I put it on a table next to me when I'm on the trainer. So I'm okay. not actually sweating on it. I can just peek right over at yeah. it and look. So I'm not actively sweating. I had the it. same problems and I ended up selling mm-hmm. it to a friend down in Southern California who rides when it's only sunny out and it's always sunny down there anyway. Yeah. He, oh, so he it loves it great for him. Yeah. Yeah. No problems with him. So <laughs> right. it was a win win. Yeah. That um, what are some, do you have any uh, programs that you wanted to enlighten oh, us with I, or you just kind of no, I, wanted, I was curious just cause we spent a lot of time talking about Strava and you know, Garmin did release that new connect IQ app, which I thought was interesting. And I think Garmin's own app is okay they have some different things like you can challenge friends and things like that Mm -hmm. um so i think that their app is is pretty pretty good and i do think that they're interested in kind of like at least taking a little bit of the piece of the pie from strava uh they have garmin routes and things like that and you can i think that they have um basically like segments for for on the garmin side they've had that for a while yeah. Nobody uses. No it. one uses it. Yeah, no one cares. Right. like Strava's Strava's king. Yeah. for yeah. for segment riding. You can connect with that, friends yeah. on there, and I think you can even give them thumbs up. I think I'm connected to maybe five or six people, and like yeah. Yeah. half of them are sitting at this table. And yeah, yeah. I don't ever go in there. I don't look at that. The only yeah. time I go into that app is to go look at my own numbers from right. a particular ride, mm-hmm. and that's it. <laughs> you know, it, it really is. So. Mm-hmm. It's going to be mm-hmm. tough to, to throne Strava. I mean, you're going to have to yeah. come up with something that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, but I don't think that they should necessarily try to dethrone Strava. I think they should try to do something different as opposed to copying Strava, right? Like, don't so just try and do. To be different. Don't yeah. just try and do segments because Strava's got that, you know, solid and they're mm-hmm. doing a good job with that. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, but yeah, if you want to take a deep dive into the metrics, yeah. it would be cool to see something great. like a, a Strava purchase Training Peaks and have like some like integration yeah. of the two entities so that you can really let the people that are very like centric on their metrics jump yep. into that stuff yeah. and then you know you still have the social component of it and you still have the, the imagery yeah. component of it i mean training peaks is a, probably a good purchase for someone because it ticks a lot of the boxes it does you know? yeah mm-hmm. as far as like planning for stuff kind of coaching yeah. those elements and stuff like you that. Know, in the yeah. beginning though i think for some people that might be a little daunting or a little like oh my gosh should i get myself in over my head here but mm-hmm. once you take some time and actually start to like take bites out of it it's something yeah. that's very usable yeah um i used training peaks for a season i liked it yeah. yeah and if i can use it and like it it's a pretty good product yeah that's true are you that anybody can are you use using it? training peaks right now i then? am i'm not i mean i'm using the basic account which is free mm-hmm. uh and it's great because it you know it tallies up all my hours and stuff like that i i wish i could use the premium so i could plan a little bit more sure but yeah, I think it's good. I think it's, I just, I don't really, like, I don't rely on it. Like if I didn't have that anymore, I wouldn't lose any sleep over it. Gotcha. So yeah, I, I use, cause a lot of times I'll look at Strava kind of to kind of get an idea of like how my week was. Um, but more likely I'll look at training peaks to kind of see how my week is going. Gotcha. So, Especially yeah. during the bigger weeks. Yeah, we exactly. When that. trying to hit certain hours and things like that. Okay. What was your other question? Second question. Yeah. Second question. Uh, what are your thoughts of, um, you know, staying indoors, sitting on the kicker, staying on the trainer, uh, when the weather is turning sunny and nice as it is currently in our atmosphere. Fool's gold doing that. <laughs> Cardinal Lance, sin. Lance, what do you think? What do you think? I think it's a terrible idea. Get outside. Yeah, Sunday I hopped on the trainer for an hour before going outside to do a bike ride. And a lot of that was just like logistics with kids and stuff like that. But 
I think, I mean, mm-hmm. we were talking about um, Matt Russell, who is a professional triathlete. He mm-hmm. lives in Florida, where they, I hear they have decent weather there. Hurts pretty sunny there, it's usually. Been a, it's been a yeah. while. Yeah. He <laughs> trains, I think, 100% indoors. He's a lot indoors. There's a lot of guys who are a lot indoors in the triathlon world. Yeah. It's just a different sport. And that's kind of what I think that, 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 that this is the biggest difference between cycling and triathlon is triathlon is all about specificity of training and cycling is all about variability in your cycling training. And that's, yeah. yeah. I, just, I, I, I mean, I'm inside and I'm just miserable yeah. holding a hundred Watts and then I go outside and I'm sprinting around and it's yeah. like three, uh-huh. you know, it's like once, once this time of year hits for me, I will do my hard rides. I'll grab a road bike and do group rides for my hard rides. Yeah. I don't even plan a hard ride. I'll just go and be like, okay, today's the DCT ride. I know that means that we're going to be pulling hard at sometimes and yeah. we're going to be trying to drop people all the time. So yeah. to me, I was like, there's my hard ride for the week. If I need a recover, what, what's funny for me is if I need a recovery ride, I will stay on the trainer because yeah. if I go outside, I'll want to go fast. I don't like going slow when it's nice outside. Right. I'm why, the same way. Yeah. yeah. Whenever, <laughs> whenever people tell me like, Oh, come outside for a spin. I'm like, mm, no, not going to do it because we're going to go outside and I'm going to want to like yeah, start I'm hammering like the Labrador point. that like you see a tennis ball, you chase yeah. you see a yeah. rabbit, you go chase it. You see yeah. a car, you go chase it. Yeah. yeah. And you're, you're telling me when the road recovery. goes up, yeah. I'm not supposed to go fast up that. Yeah. Like I, there's no <laughs> way I'm not going to try to, you know, at least hit a couple of those those Strava segments once you get yeah. out there. So or the day of your uh, time trial going yeah. uh, mountain biking because the there you go. Exactly. Are just awesome. Exactly. <laughs> and that's funny. like I mean I think everybody should be getting outside in this weather and yeah. doing group rides regardless of who you are. I don't yeah. care who you are. You should be. And you know I mean we we look at guys like Lionel Sanders and Matt Russell. Yeah. They're great cyclists in the sport. They truly yeah. are. Like they are great. But let's look at two otherworldly cyclists. Andrew Starkwitz and Cam Worf. Yeah. How does Cam Worf train? Outside. He trains with Sky. Yeah. Talk that about helps. a guy who goes on good group rides. Right. Yeah. I don't know much about the Sky. You know, I've never been on a Sky group ride, but I'd imagine that they're pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they're very yeah. specific. They are. And I mean, he's out there hammering on his road bike for mm-hmm. five. He's training like a cyclist. So you want to get faster on the bike, train like a cyclist is yep. usually what I tell people. Yeah. The only time you'll mm-hmm. find me riding inside when it's nice outside is when I've got to be at home with my kids yep. or if mm-hmm. I'm hurt. And yeah. I unfortunately yeah. had to go through that. Both quite of those a bit. have happened <laughs> in the last yeah. Otherwise it's outside or die. Yeah. 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 So how about you, Matt? Obviously we kind of know gonna, what you ran into yesterday. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I think, um, I just, I, I'm, I'm thinking like, yes, the, when the weather is this nice, it's really hard not to go out and ride outside, but, Sometimes it's convenient to hop on indoors. Everything, oh, you know, a lot of times, yeah. a lot of times it's all set up and ready to go for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'll probably continue to do some sort of mix of both. Yeah. Um, I'm no, I'm noticing that my numbers are so much better outdoors. It's just, oh, like, yeah. it's night and day. And I'm, yeah. I'm worried that I'm not getting any training effect doing a lot of the indoor stuff that I'm doing. And maybe I just need to have like very specific workouts when I'm indoors. I don't know, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. I think it's, um, when you're outdoors, there's, and we can get into this debate, but the way that the bike moves right. with you it does increase power and the bike does not move that way underneath you on a trainer. There's no side to side rock of the bike. Yeah. And there's also no, think what you're doing when you're going out of a climb, you know, when you're going up a right. climb, you're rocking the bike side to side. When you rock that bike side to side, as that foot comes down, it's coming down at a much better angle yeah. than if you're sitting in the aero position on the yeah. trainer. So you're not going to be getting the same sort of power output. And there's something to be said too, when you're riding indoors, the second you start asking yourself the question of, is this almost done yet? Or, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. do yeah. I really have to ride this for 20 more minutes? Yeah. You're just not going to be pushing at the same effort. No. Um, and 
all you have to do is step off. You yeah. don't have to ride the 15 miles yeah. home. You're like, yeah, I have to get yeah. home somehow. I have yeah. to get home somehow. There's why I love out and bike. Such, <laughs> out such and back a, routes, an yeah. advantage to the, the distraction that you get when you're outside and you're having constant input. And, you know, time just yep. goes time by. Flies. flies. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yep. The time vortex. Jake, mm-hmm. do you have a hot seat question for us? I do. Is cycling the toughest sport in the world? No. Triathlon. And let, let's talk, let's talk about like a, like racing professionally or whatnot. Are we talking can, endurance sports here? Or just, are we talking sport? Just sport. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes. Cycling is the hardest professional sport. There's a specific reason for this. Now, like on a day race today basis, I mean, you watch some of these guys cross the finish line at Ironmans. Like, yeah, that sure. effort was unreal for the body. How many times are they doing that in a year, though? Yeah, once. Like max. Three times, the pros, if they're doing pro the pros, Ironmans, yeah. usually those guys are only doing three fulls in a year. I mean, you had some crazy stories like Cam Worf did what, like five last year or something crazy like that. But you know, there's so we're all biased at this table. But I do truly believe when we're talking about the difficulty of a sport, I'm not talking about the skill aspect of it. It's what the body has to produce. I think cycling is far and away. Marathoning is close. I think what Elliot Kipchoge and the Eastern Africans have to train through is pretty incredible load on the body. But when we're talking about a cycling, did you see that he ran two hundred two yesterday? Incredible, yeah. yeah. Incre- he that, that that was billed as like the battle between Mo and Elliot. It's like let's get out of here, everybody. It is Elliot versus Elliot. Like there is nobody <laughs> yeah, else even close. I think there was a quote from Mo Farah, and he was like, I, I don't remember. Um, my friend JP sent it to me, and he was like. Yeah, uh, I wanted to improve on my time of 205, and maybe I could go 204 or something like that. But that's not that doesn't matter. I mean, he's like, <laughs> yeah. how, how, how do you beat Elliot? You wait for him to retire. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, right. Yeah, you either wait for him to have stomach problems and lay on the side of the road, or retire one or the yeah, other, exactly. and that's not going to happen. So. But he, here's the the only reason why. So we can play some devil's advocate, Matt, because I I think there's a good argument for marathon running being the hardest professional sport. With, with, with pure jarring and intensity on the body. But, uh, I mean, a cycling pro schedule through the years. Could you imagine doing two Grand Tours in two no. months, three months? That's crazy. Like, uh, That's 42 but, days of but you racing. Can, you can only do a Grand Tour or have an event like that because it's you're not running. Yeah. You're, not, you're not beating your body up. You couldn't. You couldn't do something like that in running. I mean, no, they have, no, it would be impossible in running. I guess yeah. they, you know, they have bad water and they have ultra marathons yeah. and they yeah. have, you know, things like that where they're hundred or two hundred mile races, which yeah. are ridiculous. But I'll even make the argument though that the ultra marathoners are nothing compared to your road marathoners, in in, yeah. in load on the body. It's well, not even a comparison. I, you know, I think they're very different. I think that mm. there's, I think, in, in my opinion, the talent level on on road running far surpasses oh, the ultra runners and that people probably get mad at me when i say that but yeah that's, that's the way it looks i'll completely agree i, I would i mean really if we're talking I, I think we're talking about what is the hardest sport you have to look at from f- pure physiological like really compare the numbers the only reason i really do think cycling needs to like road cycling needs to be compared into that is because yeah it's not the same jarring on the body but i mean have you guys looked at like like the amount of calorie like, I completely whoa. disagree with you. Really? This is hilarious that I'm now defending cycling and Lance is saying running is the... Uh, no, and I don't think it's running either. I what think, do you think it is? I, golf, think, golf. I think the hardest sport... 18 holes. Bowling. <laughs> <laughs> they have to walk with those bags uphill. I think, okay. it's, uh, I think it's MMA. 
Mixed oh, martial arts. Yeah. You get oh, punched boy. in the face this every day. Every day you, no, you get don't punched. Have to be that physically... can be over in 30 seconds, though. Yeah, this is true. They could be, but that's that's because you got punched <laughs> in the face so hard that you go loopy, or you got your arm pulled out of the socket, yeah. or... I, yeah. Dude. See, I don't... Yeah, it's a support. I don't look at that as a Punching support, in the face. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. And that is more This is the problem is I kind of agree with everybody arguing right now. I'm having a hard time <laughs> yeah. choosing one of these. <laughs> and Lance, also, I feel like a lot of those matches come down to endurance. Like it comes they down can. to who, I mean, boxing, right? Where it's like, yeah, you're getting punched in the face. But at the same time, like after a couple rounds, like it's, they're exhausted. You're fatigued. You're yeah. Absolutely yeah. fatigued. Yeah. So, and that's when someone takes advantage. I once wrestled you. with a buddy for like two round, two, three minute yeah. rounds. And I was like sore for five days afterwards. So, <laughs> right. but, but I think, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. Like, yes, MMA needs to be up there. Like it is. I mean, that is obviously an incredibly Punching hard sport. Punching in the face. That's but all I can say. Here's, didn't here's, somebody punch somebody in the face in the tour last year? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Lance punched. It's, it's Lance a one time like, punched somebody in the face. It's a spaghetti arm punch in the yeah. face. I mean, this, yeah, yeah, this is true. This is true. But I think if you were to take a poll, would you rather be in a three-minute MMA bout or attempt to finish oh, the Tour de France? <laughs> would you rather try and attempt to finish the Tour de France? Um, yes, I would. And I'm not <laughs> talking riding punched. it. We're talking racing this thing. That is basically uh, getting punched in the face for 21 yeah. days repeatedly. And those, those, it's just a softer punch each well, time. <laughs> none of you guys mentioned the classics ride. Those things look brutal. Yeah. You know, like. Hell of the North, that's just, uh, yeah. I that's think getting punched in the face you for can, sure. You it's, can judge a, the difficulty of a sport by look at the people finishing it, look at their face. So MMA way up there, you know, I mean, we're, we're looking at that <laughs> face, that guy's lights out. Looking at the guys after classics, they look like they just like went through a war, basically. Yeah. yeah. You look at a golfer after, oh, just absolutely wrecked. I mean, the guy I, looks Tiger like he could w- probably Tiger drink a nice, a, a nice lemonade right after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's set aside MMA. That's, yeah. just, that, that's its own little animal and beast, and I just want to agree with Lance on this. There's, there's just a small sect of people that are going <laughs> to compete in that to begin with. Um, is cycling more difficult than any of the staple U.S. sports like your football, baseball, basketball, yes. soccer, hockey? We'll throw End that of in story. Yes. So no, football is brutal. Football is. I mean, it endurance-wise, no, it's not harder. But you know, you I get see. run into by a linebacker oh, yeah. at full speed and yeah well, you're, get, you're, you're getting into running a back small car last, wreck what three three and a half years the yeah. average nfl running back now what's going to be more difficult though a 16 game schedule and maybe some postseason in there as well or doing mm-hmm. a whole season of uh all of the bike racing let me let me pose this question to you lance how many people would much rather play football in this country it's one of the most played sports yeah how many people go into professional cycling very few. Very and I few. don't think that that's a sports popularity thing. I think that it is not a fun and easy sport. It is incredibly difficult. It's, it's, cycling isn't glamorous. It's not glamorous. It's a football hard. game is all glamour. Football's glamour. And yeah. let's be honest, it, it those is. guys have like six month long off seasons. And don't sit here and try to pretend to me that going in and doing three by 10 in the weight room is hard work. <laughs> it's not. It's We've gl- all been there. Yeah. I've been in a college weight room before. So is Jake. It's fun. It's not hard. Going on a three-hour drop ride is hard. Yeah. That is hard. Yeah. American football is popular in the United it States. Is. Outside mm-hmm. of the, the States, cycling is a bigger sport. Mm-hmm. And cycling is the most watched sport in the world. Yeah, I think it's right up there with... Uh, soccer just, just, be. just beyond so- soccer. Soccer's the most, yeah. Now, I remember when I was putting together our, our sponsorship yeah. packets and whatnot, mm-hmm. when they, they compile all the numbers and when you get all the stati- statistical data, more people watch cycling 
than soccer mm-hmm. world around the world. I have heard that because the tour, the really? Giro, and the yeah. Vuelta go through towns where literally the entire town will come outside and technically watch it. So, so yeah. it's um, it's up there, and I'd mm-hmm. say that those two are probably like neck and neck because you know. And everybody in Belgium is watching those races. Yeah. Do you think about so, the classics? Every single human in Belgium is watching. Just those. because it's not big it's, here it's in the United of States. People, though. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to look up those numbers for a few. Yeah, I don't know where they get those numbers from because to me, soccer is still like the most visible sport in the world. It seems, but yeah. it seems largely the most popular sport. In the, yeah. in and the world. and being the former soccer player on this podcast, I will not even put soccer into this argument. Yeah. Soccer is a blast of a sport. Yeah. It is incredibly. T- those guys are incredibly talented. When we're talking about the difficulty and how brutally, physically, mentally taxing a sport is, soccer doesn't make the top ten for me. Yeah, yeah. So you can finish a game and be like. I was I'm, fine. I'm good. Yeah. I literally would play 90 minutes and run around all day yeah. and feel great by the end. I'd be tired, but not, nothing it's, compared to what I go through now. It's short Yeah. You know. Matt was quick to say that triathlon's more difficult of a sport than cycling. Would you guys <laughs> venture, would you guys like to, to talk agree. about that? Do you I think agree. it is? I yeah. can, I can okay. argue triathlon too. I, I, I'm going to say right now that there's two guys sitting at this table. Maybe even you, if you were to kind of get yourself back into shape could go out and do an Ironman in, uh, in a respectable amount of time. You know, Matt's a sub 10 hour. Evan will mm-hmm. be there. Was. <laughs> but you year did. And a half ago. You are forever. <laughs> a year and a half ago. But yeah. Evan's going to be pushing sub nine. How yeah. many of you guys could finish? Like, even if it was just an amateur race, mm-hmm. the equivalent of the Tour de France or the Giro. Or could you go out and do a Paris-Roubaix? And yeah. like be competitive. Uh, I, I mean, I could finish yeah. it, but I would I would be so far off the back. It wouldn't right. even be funny. I'll hold my answer for this until I actually race a full Ironman as a pro. Because I, I do truly believe, I think the pro race, from guys that I've talked to who have yeah. done those pro Ironman races, it is night and day from the amateur race. It's 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 very similar to like going and riding the Tour de France route. Mm-hmm. Like hard, you know, group rides. And then realizing what those guys are actually putting out yeah. in those last 20, 30 mile segments. I mean, we're talking... You know, I mean, guys who have run this table, Lance and, and, and Matt and Jay can appreciate the run speed still. You're looking at the, the the world champion at Kona. We're talking on the lava fields, like literally shoe melting sort of heat. He's running 6'10 pace at the end yeah. of a seven and a half hour race. And yeah. he's cruising at that pace, like capable of running under six at Kona, which mm-hmm. is just incredible. I think triathlon is significantly harder. You just beat yourself up so much more on those runs yeah. after I don't know biking yeah. it just but I, these are all so different that I think it's really hard it's to very hard to compare, compare them. yeah I mean because you don't you don't bike hard you yeah. really you don't bike that hard no you get you can if you don't oh yeah but and, I mean an Ironman happens so like that that 56 mile bike split in Galveston yeah nothing compared to like cat three races I've been in or cat three races or so much harder or than even that bike your ride. Saturday group ride I bet yeah I bet you went harder on your Saturday group Absolutely. ride. Absolutely. Which you should. Absolutely. Right? You go yeah. harder on group rides. Yeah. So it's it's very different. So it's, I think it's extremely hard to compare. But then you get into the run and, you know, you found out where you could crack on, the, yeah. on that half marathon. Um, in, in a marathon, it's very similar, right? Where mm-hmm. you get usually to 22, whatever it is, and then you find your spot where you're going to crack. It's pure guts yeah. at that yeah. point. And so is. cycling, yeah. is cycling like that? Sometimes it is. And I think that... Yeah. It's just, it's really hard to say like which sport is harder. None of us chose swimming. I don't know. I don't know. I was, I was going to throw, yeah, I was going to throw swimming in here. Here's the only problem with swimming is we're talking like, no, no, I don't think it is. No impact. Like a hundred meter, like a hundred meter race is very genetically Efficiency (laughs) in stroke. It's stroke efficiency and endurance. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> you can just look at Michael Phelps. Like uh, I've heard his lactate numbers were like super low after some races because he's just that efficient and incredible at what he does. Now, granted, any of us trying to hold on to Michael Phelps would be oh, more man. lactate than an elephant could take. But yeah, yeah. that's yeah, I, I agree. Swimming swimming on a training basis is incredible just because they put in so much time, but yeah. like, so do these other sports. Yeah. So you got to look at on race day. What is, what is the sport that takes the most out of you? I think it's, I think it's hard. I don't have a good answer. I think, mm-hmm. you know, I would think something along the lines of marathon, um, cycling. Cause the, let's go, the, the let's go one sp- answer for everybody. Cause we've all been beating around the bush here. Sure. Let's okay. Let's you, you get one choice and we're just talking in totality training race days, a okay. pr- professional lifestyle. What is the hardest sport? I'll, go, I'll go triathlon. I'm going to go cycling. I just, there's so many mm-hmm. little caveats yep. that are built into that. And like their, their tour, like their, their travel schedule, mm-hmm. their training schedule, yep. the, the volume of like how difficult the races are mm-hmm. and the sheer volume of races that they're doing. Yep. It's like a nonstop thing for these guys. And the, the other thing is these guys start racing in their early twenties at a professional level. Mm-hmm. They usually don't hang it up until they're like well into their thirties, yep. maybe even close to 40. Mm-hmm. Some of these guys now, and as you know, tech technology, as um, you know, as we start to get like a little bit more savvy with nutrition and recovery and all these other things, mm-hmm. they might even go further than that. Yeah. So I think that the sheer volume, I, I'd have to say cycling is tough. And I'm not trying to take anything away no, from yeah. triathlon. I think it's yeah. a hell of a hard sport. I, I don't have any desire to yeah. do because it's, it's that hard, but yeah. Lance, I think Ironman triathlon is significantly harder than cycling. I've never been more beat up in my life than after a very hard effort right. in an Ironman race. Yeah, yeah, like like ruined for yep. weeks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not not hours or a day or two, weeks. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Jake here. I'm gonna say I've exactly. watched cycling for too much of my life and kind of re- I, those professional schedules yeah. are crazy. So let me ask you one other question here. Yeah. So uh, Sanders, last mm-hmm. year at Kona, yeah. he finished in what? It was just like under nine or just no, over he, eight or something he, like that? He had a well, bad day. He had a bad day. He crashed. 8.30, I think is yeah. what he finished at. 8.25. But he still set right. the record, didn't he? Uh, no, no, no. You're, you're thinking, thinking of Patrick, of Pat, Pat, Patrick Langa, the, uh, the, the, the German who won the race. Oh, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yep. That's so much of a triathlon. Oh, no, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> so what was his time again? So he he, he set the world record 7.53. Okay. 7.53. Something like that. Right, right around there. Somebody could air me on that, but yeah. Who had a more difficult day? Him? Oh. Or um, Michael, um, John Blank, Amstel Gold? Oh, um, um, uh, uh, Matthew Mar- Vanderpool? Uh, Ma- Matthew Vanderpool. Yeah. Matthew Vanderpool. Gosh, darn it. <laughs> I think it's I hard it. to say. It's a hard question. It is. Right. Who it's had a, hard a harder day? Who who put out more he, effort? Here's the thing. You're you're picking one triathlon race, you know, versus that did not have a sprint finish versus, you know, a, a race where there was basically a sprint finish on, on the road bike. There mm-hmm. are tons of road bike races that, you know, a breakaway happens or whatever it is and someone pulls away and, you know, they cruise to fi- victory or whatever it is. Triathlon is such a weird sport in that that happens very frequently. There's not a lot of drafting and stuff like that. And when you get to the running part of it, or mm-hmm. there's not supposed to be drafting on the bike either, but you have these situations where someone is just more fit. And when you're that much more fit, you can win sometimes and not have a killer day. doesn't necessarily mean that it's a, an easier sport. Um, and I think this, I think running is very similar to, I this. think, I think Patrick knew that Bart Arnaud was chasing him down though. So, so think I hammered. think he was still hammering that entire time. So I'm going to say, now I still think cycling is the harder sport. I'm going to say Patrick though. Here's the reason is because that was the world championship. He had months of training built up for that. 
MVP could have raced two days after I'm still gold and probably still put out a solid effort. I yeah. think, I mean, he was, I'm sure, I'm sure Vanderpool, even with how incredibly strong that guy's was probably toast the next day, but there's a race that hard every three days. Exactly. During the spring yeah. class. If you ask Patrick Laney to put out that same effort three days later, impossible. Right. There's no, and if he did, he's not even walking blood test him day. right now. Yeah. <laughs> if he did, that guy's absolutely doping. But I think, but if you ask me who put out the harder effort in the final portion of that race, at, I mean, it's not even close. Like, Vanderpool? Vanderpool, not yeah. even close. And this is why I think the fact that Vanderpool is now ha- is doing that on a three-day, four-day basis is why I think cycling is the harder professional sport. Because Lange, with his sponsors, can literally do that type yeah. of effort three times in a year. Period. Yeah. Make yeah, a but, yearly salary off of just doing that three times. But Amstel Gold is like six and a half hours, and Ironman is eight hours. With a run. With a run. <laughs> with a run, yeah. That's, yeah, you also yeah. get to swim, though. Yeah. <laughs> that's just a float in this water. <laughs> I so wish it was that easy. Float. Oh, God, if it was just floating, that'd be so nice. <laughs> I think it's hard. You just I neutralize the swim. <laughs> I think they're very different sports, and I think it's hard to compare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very subjective. It's so. a great question, yeah. though. I think that's yeah, an awesome good, question. Good hot seat question. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Um, I have another little one here. Mm-hmm. I was kind of thinking about this one. Um, 10 things you didn't know about cycling pros. And I'm just curious, um, how much do you guys think you're like pros now? I'm not talking about your, just your physical abilities. <laughs> I'm talking pros, about yeah. all of the other things that go into racing. Do, uh-huh. you, do you think that you and pros are more similar than dissimilar? It's a very like a just surface question. I'm too I'm, much I'm, of a triathlete. I don't think I'm even close to I'm what gonna, a I'm going to jump pros. into a few things here just because we have a few minutes and, um, and then we'll get into our one last thing. But um, here's just a couple quick things. And tell me if you guys agree with this or if it, it's something that you can relate to. Um, they still get nervous before races of all sizes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't. That's. You're the you're the psychopath or the no, sociopath sitting at the table. Right? We've talked about this. I I only a couple times a year get nervous before races. Yeah. I don't like getting nervous before races. Your mechanical skills are probably better than theirs. I agree with that. Probably, <laughs> maybe. I've heard say, that before. That a lot of these pros can really struggle with their own mechanics. So. Yeah, they have someone work on their bike for them. So uh-huh. their easy days are really really easy. So you could even tag along. We know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's definitely how they train. Yeah. Smart training. Lance. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know what that means. Yeah. Lance is absolutely <laughs> not training. That way we know he's not. <laughs> Guys, help me train for the stage race. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> I'm not sleeping and I don't take easy days. What should I do for my recovery? <laughs> my training peaks fatigue number is like 30, minus 39 or something right now. I don't think negative's good. <laughs> All right. Here's another one. They take the whole coffee loving cyclist stereotype very seriously. Is that you? Not you, Lance, right? Not me. Since I've moved to this region, I now have become, I'm not a coffee snob by any means, but I really appreciate good coffee now. I love good coffee. Yep. Me too. How about you, Matt? Oh, man. I love coffee. Does pastries fall into there too? Sure. We'll we'll lump that in there. Is there an Instagram page? You know, there's this Instagram page in case any of you are wondering. Post-race pastry. Yeah. Post-race pastries. Check it out. You should take a look. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They are not making big bucks. Well, most of them aren't. Right. So. Mm. I, I can relate to that. I'm not making big bucks doing the whole bike racing thing. Lance, <laughs> Lance made 15 bucks. Lance is. Lance won 15 bucks. <laughs> I, I, I won 15 bucks this season. Lance has. I am the winner so far yes. at this table. Bro. Yes, you are. <laughs> Lance money. is technically the only <laughs> pro endurance athlete at this table if we want to go by actual one money. <laughs> they can seriously chow down. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, you pin in more office hours or work at the office than they do on a bike. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I'd, I'd be shocked if they're working more than I am in the office right yeah. now. So 
I mean, what are they doing? How many hours a week do pro 30. cyclists? They, they run 30. 30 hours that's a week? A, that's a really big week for it a is. pro. They're, they're yeah. probably more in the 20 range if you were to ask now, me. But back in the 70s, 80s, they were probably close to that 30, 40 yeah. hour range, but the trains changed I think a that, lot. I think they're not on the bike quite as much, but they are doing other stuff mm-hmm. off the bike. So if you cal- yeah. calculated all of that up together. Probably 30, yeah. I would think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they spend most nights away from home in beds that are not always the most comfortable. Um, yeah, they, they, yeah, they got me beat there. And they're more likely to be germophobes than the general population. Yeah, it's because they're riding the... <laughs> yeah, the you push, you're pushing yeah, hard and you're going the line to, all the time. If you get sick, you're in probably not good situation. This is, this is where I think they, they do themselves a disservice there long term is because I really do... Th- I mean, I'm a, such a firm believer in training your immune system all the time. Not that I'm saying go and eat you food off the ground. Hang, yeah, there's like, a... I, I, Come over to our house. Little children. Little yeah. Children. <laughs> this is, this is what I've heard is that that answer changes. Yeah. yeah. If you could pick up my kid from daycare yeah. today, that'd be great. See, this is the only reason I got into the medical field, though, is because I have to train for children. So I'm just uh, getting exposed to sick people. Literally, <laughs> most 90% of my patients are sick all the time yeah, of yeah. some sort. They got something. So. I've never done that to you. No, Jake has not, actually. <laughs> <laughs> all right. One last thing. Lance, one last thing, Bob. Um, okay. So I'm driving to San Diego okay. tomorrow. Ooh. Um, I, know, I know a podcast you could listen to. <laughs> <laughs> when I I need to stop somewhere halfway, should I go to Monterey Bay and and uh, Big Sur, or should I go to Yosemite? Yosemite. Yeah, Yosemite. You should go to um, uh, look at uh, El Capitan. But I've been to Yosemite a couple times in the yeah. last yeah. year, and I haven't been to Big Sur. Or oh, Big well, Sur is nice. I, I, yeah. I checked that out if you've already been to Yosemite. Yosemite... Probably still gonna have some snow and some wintery-ish kind yeah. of stuff going on there. Save that for the summertime. That's right. my two cents. Mm-hmm. That's it. There yeah. you go. <laughs> oh, one last thing, hot seat question. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Evan, one last thing. Speaking of pro cyclists, uh, Liège, Baston Liège, Jacob Fuglson finally got a win, which is very cool. Yeah. And anybody who's been watching the classic seasons. Should be happy for that poor guy. He was second and third <laughs> and second, been, yeah. and he made the like He's final break every, every time. Final breakaway, and the poor guy last one he gets at the longest day. That's like an underrated story. This classic season was like Fogelson getting that win, last one, longest race. So what happened to Alaphilippe in this last one? That's a good question. I gotta. Well, I'm watching it tonight, so we'll see. Yeah, kind hmm. of a long race to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, one last thing. Uh, today I posted uh, a video about my wife's running group. It's called Trashy Running. They're awesome. They're awesome. They go mm-hmm. and they pick up trash when they run. Uh, you guys can check them out. They have a website, TrashyRunning.com. You can check out the video. I posted um, one of the videos to uh, to my site on YouTube. It's YouTube.com/slash/mlegrand. Uh, if you want to learn a little bit more about Trashy Running. Cool. Did yeah. I see that she was like interviewed by some yeah. local news station or what was yeah, it? Yeah, there's a there's a there's a girl, a lady, and she does like um, news story type news stuff. Sto- okay, yeah. yeah. I thought I saw that. I thought that was cool. She was yeah. asking oh, yeah. about mm-hmm. trashy totally. running. Yeah, I mean, just yeah, a girl yeah. in camis that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and she's really animated. It's, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. very. So animated. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for my wife's group because it was really small last year, but I think this year it's going to be a lot bigger. So we'll see. Cool. Yeah, I know that um, I sent the video to my wife. I sent her a link, and she's oh, okay. going to be posting it up on her MRTT site. Yeah, that hopefully, 
get lots and lots of women out there to go running, yeah. pick up all the mm-hmm. trash. Or guys. It could be guys too, I oh. guess. I don't know if, I don't think it's specifically women. It mostly is girl, mm-hmm. girls. And I think it's just because my wife started a group, but yeah. Um, and you got to keep up with Matt's wife too, which yeah. she's faster than you she, in case, in oh, case people were wondering, she's probably did. faster than you. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was my one last thing. My real one last thing is that my wife ran a half marathon yesterday. Yeah. Oh, PR, right? Yeah. She went PR. She went 135 and a half. Wow. Right. Wow. And I was like not expecting her to hammer this one. I was not expecting her to do that. Well, I didn't think she would PR, but man, she's on fire. Wow. Mm -hmm. Sweet. I know it's fast. My one last thing. Part a is I'll be at a uh, PR tonight. Um, I am on the fence as to whether or not I'm going to take my bicycle. It's supposed to be my rest day. I'm still a little nervous about racing. I'm still not quite sure where I'm going to be with respect to being in that one, two field. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I can hang with them. I think you can. I don't know if I would have the legs to win it, but I, I well, I think I know I could hang with them and, mm-hmm. and finish the race. I'm not worried about getting dropped, but yeah. I just, I'm still very nervous and, and anxious about getting out there in the event that something should go sideways. If somebody goes mm-hmm. down right in front of me, that's all she wrote. I, it's just going to wreak havoc on my body, and that's the last thing that I need. So I'm. You got to start back somewhere. Yeah, it's going to be like 68. It'd probably be the today. safest. It'd probably be the safest first race. Yeah, I, I skipped on the first two because it was wet, yeah. and now it, it's sunny, and I've got to like either put my feet to the fire and get out there and do it, or go crawl in a corner with I my think. tail between my legs and, and just watch my son race his bicycle out there. So um, I think it's a tough call. I mean, I think it's one of those things where it's like, is if this is a good spot to start back, and you want to start back racing, then this yeah. is. I mean, PIR is an easier mm-hmm. like entry place. Yeah. It's staying sunny too. I just checked the weather for you. It's staying sunny. Yeah. If you hit the rewind button, the last time I raced with a one twos. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, Down she goes. Yeah. 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 I had the 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 P the I'm sorry, the cherry pie road race. Yeah. There was that big crash right in front of me and I I hit a, a guy going thirty five miles an hour and got slapped on the concrete oh. pretty hard and that was that was rough and just got recovered from that and then got hit by a car. So I haven't raced with those guys since last May and we're coming up on a year. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like the abilities there. I mean the the wattage is there and right. yeah, probably the comfort back on the bike is there. I mean, you, you looked comfortable descending when we were coming down large and all that. Not that we were hammering down large by any means, yeah. but you don't look like you were apprehensive with anything. No, I, I feel stable. Yeah. I, I'm still tight and I, I can mm-hmm. still feel it from time to time. And, but I just doing all the home exercise, doing mm-hmm. all of my work on the bike and I've been purposefully climbing. Like yesterday when we went out mm-hmm. and, and were riding, I still did. I think it was like 3,200 feet of climbing yesterday on a okay. shorter ride. Mm-hmm. And I was just out of the bike, really like overemphasizing the rocking and the pushing and the pulling of the arms. And mm-hmm. just that that's my physical therapy. I, I'm doing that on the bike. So. Yeah. So we talked about mountain biking and yeah. <laughs> out of the saddle road biking. You know, yeah. Trying to do my core work and all that other fun stuff. And it's mm-hmm. flat. So I know that I'm not going to have to worry about getting dropped because I'm still like carrying weight that I don't want want to have on but mm-hmm. uh, we'll see mm-hmm. we'll let you know stay tuned all right tune in next week to yeah, find out if Jake Race PR. Yeah. <laughs> part b happy birthday to <laughs> you happy birthday <laughs> to you happy birthday happy birthday to you thank you gentlemen thank you very much <laughs> that was terrible <laughs> what <laughs> That was actually pretty good. <laughs> we synchronized pretty well. I think we need to play that back here. So. <laughs> All right, you guys. Um, if you want to check us out on our social medias, the book face, the book face, the book face at dial podcast and the Instagrams 
at Dial Podcast. Check us out there. We will post up some stuff this week. Um, you can also see when we put out the uh, the podcast. You don't have to wait for the little notification to come through on your phone. Mm-hmm. Literally, right after it gets posted, it gets posted on all of our social media. Um, you can click through and, and see that it's up. Um, we also will be posting up some pictures from Mr. Lance's uh, birthday today and a few other things that happened this week. Um, <laughs> the guys have been helpful. They've been posting up a few things here and there. So you're getting a little bit more media content and see what's going on in our lives and with the Dial Podcast. It's been fun stuff. Um, you guys, thanks again for this week. Thanks for coming mm-hmm. in. It's always a pleasure. Happy birthday, Lance. Thank you. You guys have a great week, Lance. Um, will we have you on location next week? Yeah, I'll be somewhere between San Diego and Las Vegas. Tune in to find out. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> Tune next week to find out. Does Jake Lance PI? Raise PIR and where is Lance? <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you for listening so much. We do appreciate it. You guys have a great week. Bye for now. Bye.